In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The book of Job introduces a very somber note to the readings for this fifth Sunday of Ordinary Time about the drudgery of the fallen world, described aptly as slavery. And then the theme is taken up again, but by St. Paul in his letter to the Corinthians, describing himself joyfully as a slave to all. Two very different uses of the same word. And we then take our cue from sacred scripture to reckon with the, the dark side of the word to be able to appreciate um, its, its spiritual um, appropriateness as a, as a term of endearment. You may have read in the newspaper back in 2011 when I was in the service of the Holy See at the Permanent Observer Mission to the United Nations in New York City, there was a, f a famous case, at least in New York City, it was a famous case about a diplomat who was arrested by the New York City Police Department for abuse of a domestic worker, not just abuse, but a kind of slavery. Now, the, the situation of domestic workers who do not have a U.S. passport can be pretty dire, especially, sadly, when they work for the diplomatic community. Because it can be quite, uh, quite a luxurious life, or so it may seem, to live with or to work for an ambassador, to live in New York City, and to be able to enjoy many things that would never have been possible back home. Sadly, those who have this A3 visa sometimes, hopefully not too often, but sometimes are victims. They're trapped. They're not paid, and they have no uh, recourse, no freedom of movement, and, and yet, they're, in some respects, their life still may be better than uh, how it was back home in some respect, but still, they're slaves. Human trafficking is a, is a major problem. Fairfax County and many law enforcement agencies in Northern Virginia have a, a task force dedicated to it. Some of it has to do with um, what's called labor trafficking, which would be similar to these domestic workers who are abused. In the same way that when I'm driving around Northern Virginia expecting that 25% of the population is Catholic, whether it be on the road or at Giant Food or Greenberries, I know that one in four people I see is Catholic. Unfortunately, it doesn't mean one in four people wave and say hello to the priest, but that's a different story. We should also factor in that a certain percentage of homes in the wealthier neighborhoods have domestic servants who are being mistreated. Hundreds of cases every year in Virginia of human trafficking in general, a portion of those are labor trafficking. And it was actually our experience uh, with other colleagues in those years from 09 to 2012 
that we stumbled upon people who were in that situation. And it, it's, it's, it's easy to miss. But it's, it's worthwhile keeping your eye out and asking questions and, you know, friendly questions. How are you? How do you like your job? Where do you work? How are things? Do they treat you well? It's worth asking those questions. St. Josephine Bikita, whom the church celebrates this week, you see her photograph in the spot where my column is occasionally, grew up in the most vile form of slavery, never even knowing what her birth name was. And as she aged, her uh, marketability changed, you could say. Eventually, she was purchased by an Italian diplomat, whom we can credit with not intending to own her as a possession. We glean that from the fact that she was treated so well and with such respect that when that family was leaving Africa to go back to Italy, she begged them to take her with them. And then finally, in the, in the freedom of living in a Catholic country, she asked for baptism and even went a step further and became a religious sister. She was the worst kind of slave, and she became the most glorious kind of slave. Last week at the Masses where I preached, I was recommending to people, as I usually do, the introduction to the devout life by St. Francis de Sales, the first book written for the spiritual direction of the laity. This weekend, I'd like to recommend to you, especially for your Lenten reading, St. Louis de Montfort, and in particular, the true devotion to Mary. There are two paragraphs in the true devotion that um, treat of this specifically. There's hundreds of mentions of the term slave because his practice of making a total consecration to Jesus through Mary is something he describes as a divine slavery. He says, there are two ways of belonging to another person and being subject to his authority. One is by ordinary service and the other is by slavery. And so we must use the term servant and slave. Ordinary service in Christian countries is when a man is employed to serve another for a certain length of time at a wage which is fixed or agreed upon. When a man is totally dependent on another for life and must serve his master without expecting any wages or recompense, when he is treated just like a beast of the field over which the owner has the right of life and death, then it is slavery. Now there are three kinds of slavery, natural slavery, enforced slavery, and voluntary slavery. All creatures are slaves of God in the first sense, for earth and its fullness belong to the Lord. The devils and the damned are slaves in the second sense. The saints in heaven and the just on earth are slaves in the third sense. Voluntary slavery is the most perfect of all three states. For by it we give the greatest glory to God who looks into the heart and wants it to be given to him. Is he not indeed called the God of the heart or of the living will? For by this slavery we freely choose God in his service before all things. 
even if we were not by our very nature obliged to do so. Sometimes you catch a glimpse of someone's brown scapular, you know what that is usually, but what easily goes unnoticed is a little chain you might see occasionally on someone's wrist, very nondescript. And it may very well be an outward sign of the total consecration to Jesus through Mary, by which we know ourselves to be slaves of Christ. The term isn't St. Louis de Montfort's. The term is all over the New Testament, especially chapter 6 of the letter to the Romans. Precedes it by talking about how our lives have been purchased by the death of Christ and those lives have been claimed by Christ when we receive baptism. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the sinful body might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies to make you obey their passions. Do you not know that if you yield yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that you who once were slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. And having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once yielded your members to impurity and to greater and greater iniquity, so now yield your members to righteousness for sanctification. When you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard of righteousness. Then what return did you get from the things of which you are now ashamed? The end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the return you get is sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is the eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This past Friday, we celebrated the Feast of the Presentation, that last event in our celebration of the Incarnation, our Lord's entry into the world in human flesh. A slavery for him a humbled condition, but in loving obedience of God the Father for our salvation. Christ was made humble for us to save us. He was circumcised. He was presented to the temple. He was baptized in the Jordan and he died on the cross None of us should then shirk the glorious way we can be identified with him 
as slaves of Christ, as slaves of God, as slaves of righteousness, in perfect freedom, because we have renounced everything that is harmful to us and accept everything that God wishes to give us. The Blessed Virgin Mary teaches us how to belong to Christ, how to be his, how to love the will of God, not just obey the will of God, and how to say in each and every moment, fiat, let it be done to me according to your word. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.